everybody, and I want to welcome you to another uh, episode of On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with a C. And for those keeping count, this is episode 131. Let me say that clearly. 131. How about you? Consecutively, too. How's our crew doing today? How's everybody? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. Good, doing good. Good to hear that. Uh, as we enter a new month, November, uh, why don't we um, just go around the board just to introduce ourselves and where you're from in case uh, people pick <laughs> up this, uh, this feed somewhere uh, outside of us, okay? So I'll, I'll just call your name and you could just re say your name again, where you're from. All right, Ron? Ron Schreiber from The Flushing. Right, Fred? Fred Fleischer from Glen Oaks. Steve L. Steve Levine from Queens and Holy, Pennsylvania. You hear that? Michael? Michael from Bayside Hills and Boulder. Cool. Uh, Jerry, Gerald? Gerald Schwartz from Bayside, New York. Okay, Milt? Uh, Milt Rosenberg, originally Bayside, also. Okay, um, Larry S. Larry, originally from Brooklyn, went to Michigan, and now I'm at Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah, uh, Larry K. Larry Constant, originally from the Bronx, but now in Forest Hills. <laughs> okay, Howie. The Bronx. Howie? Howie Spinner, originally from East New York, Brooklyn, Flushing, Queens, Staten Island, wow. and now in San Ramon, California, East Bay, uh, San Francisco, East Bay. Well, you took a full 15 huh. seconds. Very good. I want to use every time. possible. All right, Stu. <laughs> Stuart Weinstock from Hollis Hills, originally from Bayside, New York. Okay, Roger. Roger Jassy, grew up in West Orange, New Jersey, now currently in Forest Hills, New York, and today I'm in West Orange, New Jersey. Okay, and then uh, H.O.? Uh, originally from Brooklyn, moved around the city in Long Island, then spent 52 years in Queens, and now I'm uh, right next door to Roger in South Orange. That's cool. And I'm, of course, Mark Gold, your host, Mark with a C. <laughs> Born in Brooklyn, moved to Flushing, and spent all my entire other life in uh, Douglaston and Glen Oaks. I've never left the, um, the nest, as you can say. I've been very, very close my entire life. Okay. Thank you, uh, uh, gentlemen. Bunch of Jewish last names. <laughs> I think. I shouldn't say that. You know, I should... Anyway, uh, <laughs> just down the road, a little information for those who want to keep a calendar. We will we'll have a show next week, and that's November 10th. That's a Thursday. Then the 17th, same thing. We'll do a show on the 17th, Thursday. Then the following week, the 24th of Thursday is Thanksgiving. We'll move the show to Tuesday, if that's all right with everybody. If I get two people, second. we'll still have a minion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the show on Tuesday, the 22nd, 4 o'clock. Of course, I'll remind you in the next weeks down the line, okay? Uh, let's see. Also, before we do get to the, the crux of the show, 
for my New York people, if you are interested in helping our men's club next Tuesday on Election Day, our men's club, Brotherhood, will be holding a fundraiser at Panera Bread in Mineola from four o'clock to eight o'clock with the, a flyer you could have on your phone. You could have the hard copy. Those flyers are in the update that you scroll down today to come on the Zoom. So it's there waiting for you That's to Sundays. take a picture of it. Sundays, yeah. Or, yeah. No, it's there today. It's there today. It's okay. and, Yeah. The update and was yesterday, though. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday and also Sunday, I think. No, they don't do much on Sunday. Oh, okay. And, uh, right. and uh, uh, you go there, you show them the fly, you can eat in, take out, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get 20%, our men's club. That'd be very nice. And that's on election day. So you can help us out. That'd be super. Okay, <laughs> that's me only in that one in Mineola. Mark, don't forget to send the link of Thanksgiving week earlier. Because normally you do it on Wednesday. All under control. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right. We're, We're going to go right to uh, uh, Gerald's because he may have to uh, abort any second if he gets a phone call. Uh, his numbers report, and today is show number 131. Uh -huh. So, And you're sponsored today by Soap Pads. <laughs> so what do you got there, Jeff? Uh, today I'm going to review uh, Major League Baseball's season for 1977. These are the salient highlights, in my opinion. Oh, the World yeah. Series, Jerry. Uh, the uh, MVP, George Forster <laughs> and Rod Carew, Rookie of the Year, Andre Dawson and Eddie Murray, oh. Cy Young Awards, Steve Carlton and Sparky Lyle. <laughs> Key statistical leaders by league, National League, then American League. Batting average, Dave Parker and Rod Carew. Carew incidentally batted 388 that season. Home runs, George Forster, 52, Jim Rice, Rice uh, RBIs, George Forster and Larry Heisel. Strikeouts, Phil Necro and Nolan Ryan. ERA, John Candelaria and Frank Tanana wins. Steve Carlton, uh, National League, American League, uh, three pitchers shared the uh, winning, uh, the winningest uh, totals. Dave Goltz, Jim Palmer, and Dennis Leonard. On August 29th, Lou Brock broke Ty Cobb's all-time stole base record. On September 23rd, George Forster became the fifth National Leaguer to hit 50 or more home runs in the season. The others who did it, Hack Wilson, Ralph Connor did it twice, Johnny Myers and Willie Mays did it twice. Mary Shane became the first play-by-play -play announcer in MLB history after she was signed by the White Sox, the first female play-by-play -play announcer. According to the Baseball Almanac, there have been only uh, a, a select few number of triple steals. Uh, interestingly enough, the Oakland, the uh, Philadelphia A's did it twice in 1930. On September 11th, 1977, the Braves executed a non-straight triple steal 
against the Padres. I'd love to see a, a triple triple steal. I'd love to see that. On July 4th, the Red Sox tied a record hitting eight home runs in one game. George Thomas Seaver passed Sandy Koufax to become 23rd on the all-time strikeout list by striking out Dan Greeson as he recorded his 2,397th strike, strikeout. On October 8th, Reginald Martinez Jackson officially became Mr. October after hitting three consecutive home runs and five RBIs during game six no, of the World Series. Reggie finished the series with five home runs, eight RBIs, and a 450 batting average. He was almost good enough to have a candy bar named after him. In fact, <laughs> there was one named after him. Yeah, right. Yep. Prior to the 1977 season, Toronto was going to trade Bill Singer to the Yankees for Ron Guidry. The deal was never consummated. Guidry was 16-7 and seven with a 2.82 ERA, one of the best trades that the Yankees never made. The Yankees defeated the Dodgers 4-2 in the World Series. Billy Martin's only World Series victory as a manager occurred this year. On a composite basis regarding the World Series, the Yankees and Dodgers were evenly matched offensively and pitching-wise. The, uh, uh, the Yankees batted 244, eight home runs, 25 RBIs. Dodgers batted 231, nine home runs, 28 RBIs. ERA, Yankees 4.02, Dodgers 4.09. Wow. Mike Torres was 2-0 in the World Series with a 2.50 ERA in 18 innings. Guidry was 1-0 with a 2.00 ERA in 9 innings. The absolute offensive star in the World Series was Reggie Jackson going 9-for-20. Again, with 5 home runs, 8 RBIs, and 10 runs scored. Wow. That's incredible. And that, that concludes my report for 1977. Mike, I'm not going over the uh, the playoffs for the Yankees, but you can do that if you want. They uh, oh. they didn't they didn't trade uh, Gidry for Singer, and then and the following year, that's when Gidry had his 25 and three record. Yeah, I think so. 78. Yeah. 78. Yeah. Yeah. Good trade, not to make. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. This so is I interesting. The reason why Toronto did not make the trade was that they discovered that Bill Singer was on the, the cover of their media guide. And believe it or not, that was the thrust of them not making the trade. Is that ever crazy? Sounds like it. He was a Dodger earlier, right? I thought, yeah. I think he was, yes. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. You ever get him confused with Don Sutton? No. No. No, the I, ne I never got confused with Big D and Little D. We all know who Big D was, right? Who, who was uh, Drysdale? Drysdale was big, and yeah, because he is big. Was who, big. who was Little D? Drysdale was Big D, and Little D was Don Sutton. Don Drysdale. Oh, Don, oh, Don, Don, Don yeah. Sutton. Big D and Little D. You know, Don Sutton never felt pressure. I saw him interviewed, never felt pressure, no matter what the situation was, game, World Series. He just, uh, in an interview, he just said, it doesn't bother him at all. And he became an announcer. I guess a pretty good announcer, right? Yeah. Hey, See the whole thing? Yeah. 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 
Okay. Uh, thank you for that report of 1977. And uh, we'll move on. Milton, I think we're up to your name, that tune, sponsored this week yeah. by Mouse Traps. <laughs> All right. And now, this if you place a song, let me, everybody, give it 30 seconds before you want to identify it. Right, just this song was written about a materialistic, selfish woman who the songwriter said her behavior will come back to haunt her. We will play it now. You're as cold as ice. It's a good song. Good, yeah. And cold, I couldn't. Cold I, I cold almost ice had, by Florida. Yeah, but exactly. I also had a song exactly. that you may not have heard of. Uh, Torn between two lovers. Was oh, a yeah, big, I heard that. Mary McGregor. You got it. I remember that. Yeah, and also, it. You Are My World by Helen Reddy or Celia yeah. Black. But I figured you guys know your music. Uh, Foreigner, 1977. Right. They're still performing in concerts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New lead double, singer, of course. Good, double, double Vision, that hockey player. Waiting for a girl like you. And Waiting for it's girl. nice that you give us a little background story to all these songs. I don't do these background stories. Feels like the first time. <laughs> was cold as ice. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thank you, Milton, for that bringing back memories. Oh, cold as ice. Who was that about? The Milton? Do you know who what? they were singing about? Was it a celebrity? Oh, that's a good no, question. It was. I told you it was about a woman with a very selfish, materialistic songwriter was describing oh. a woman. I don't know who oh, it was, woman but is. Okay. what he was describing. They never revealed who it was. No. <laughs> they never do okay. corporate rock. <clears throat> well, if you ever, uh, sometimes you see these groups that they're, they're uh, uh, in a place and they're taking interviews and taking questions and answers, that'd be a good yeah, question yeah. to ask them. Right. If, if ever you see them. Because they are still around. They're still around. Yes. Okay. Thank you on that. Yeah. I always like foreigner. Yeah. All right. This day in sports. Okay. You heard before the year 1977, but I have various years on this particular day. But before I go to the third, I wanted to just reiterate on November 2nd, yesterday, but in 1913, the baseball team, the St. Louis Browns manager, George Stovall, or Stovall, Stovall, became the first manager to jump to a new league. <laughs> Back in those days, there was the American League and National League. He signed on with the Federal League. Did you know there was a Federal League? Anybody? Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, they did not. World War One. When did they? When did they? When was it eliminated? How long was it around? Only for a couple of years. Oh, wow. uh, the Federal League was another league starting up. They started playing in 1913 as a minor league league, then operated as a major, the third major league 
uh, in 14 and 15, and they had eight original. This is some of these names they had. These are names they had over the three years that they were around. The Brooklyn Tip Tops. These are funny. <laughs> the Baltimore Terrapins. The Pittsburgh Rebels. The Buffalo Buffeds. I don't know what a B-U-F-F-E-D is. A Buffed. I'll be some local. Uh... I think it. Kansas City Packers. The St. Louis Terriers. Chicago Whales, the New the Newark Peppers, names Indianapolis Hoosiers. Well, that's been around. Yeah, still around. The Covington. I don't know what Covington is. Maybe Kentucky. It's right across from yeah. the River Cincinnati. The Blue Sox. The Covington Blue Sox. The Cleveland Green Sox. <laughs> now this one I probably can't can't get rid. Pittsburgh Filipinos. That was oh, one of their teams. Filipinos. Chicago Browns, Columbus River Dragons, the St. Clair Shores. I don't know where St. Clair is. Maybe you know. Wisconsin, I think. Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, uh, the Binghamton um, um, uh, Black Bears, Berkshire Battalion, Watertown Wolves, Danville Dashes, Dayton Demons with a Z, Carolina Thunderbirds, Mentor Ice Breakers. I don't know what the hell that means. A team. It's in Ohio. And Mentor is a, is a place? City in Ohio. Wow. In Elmira, Elmira Enforces. These yeah. are the teams they had for three years in this league. Then gone. Okay. What happened today? A couple of things. I, I won't give you the whole list because it's pretty long. Uh, in 1889, world heavyweight boxing champ James Jeffries retained the title by beating uh, Irishman Tom Sharkey on points in 25 rounds. So I guess they <coughs> they went to a max, I guess 25 rounds. Then oh. they had the point system. And th that match was about was in Coney Island. Hmm. How about that? Were those three were those three minute rounds more? Don't know what they did in those days. Wasn't around. In 1926, Ty Cobb of Detroit resigned as their manager, and he retired finally. Okay? Interesting fact. Replacing Cobb was a man named, anyone know? George Moriarty. Never heard of him, but when I read about him, the first man to hold four major league baseball principal jobs. The same George Moriarty was a player, an umpire, a scout, and then became a manager. Wow. Well. <clears throat> 1934. And we talked about this one before. Garrick wins the Triple Crown. But catches, uh, the, uh, the A's catcher, Mickey Cochran, is named MVP. It seems that the team that had the better record, they give the MVP in those days to them. Because Gehrig had a 363 average, 49 homers, 165 RBIs, and he loses to Cochran, who had a 320 average, two home runs, <laughs> 76 RBIs. <laughs> so I guess they go with the team that came in first place, I guess, in those days. In 1935, the Philadelphia, this is football, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Boston Redskins. 
7-6 in Fenway Park. What was interesting about this game, the quarterbacks combined to throw 11 interceptions. <laughs> wow. Might have been a record. It could be, still could be a record for all we know. Uh, next week it's going to – this week it's going to be broken. <laughs> Zach, you think? <laughs> Yeah, uh, 1942. Uh, the same thing happened to Ted Williams. He wins the triple crown, 356, 36 homers, 130 RBIs. But Joe Gordon, I don't have his stats, but they're nowhere close. He wins the MVP. Uh, in 1953, I didn't know this particular fact. The Major League Baseball restores the sacrifice fly. It was eliminated in 1939 <laughs> to 1953. And uh, it was restored. And if you do a sacrifice law, you don't get credit for a time at bat. But I guess during those uh, 14 years, people would hit long fly balls. People would score, tag up and score. You'd be 0 for 1. Did you get the RBI? Get the RBI. Yeah, you did. Okay. But you, you lose a point in your, in your batting edge. Uh, let's see. In 62, Chamberlain was playing with the San Fran Warriors, San Francisco Warriors. Well, on this day, he scored, he scored seventy-two points. Sorry, Ron. He he beat the he beat the Lakers on that night, and it was the fourth highest ever then, and and it's the sixth highest, I believe, now of all time. Seventy-two points. Um, what else do we have? Oh, in eighty-nine, Lou Pinella is named the Reds manager, replacing Pete Rose, and we know why Pete Rose was removed as manager. He was banned for life for gambling on major league games. And here's a good one in 1990. I only heard of one of these guys. TCU, Texas Christian University quarterback, Matt Vogler, completes 44 passes and throws five touchdowns for an NCAA record at the time. He threw for 690 yards (coughs) in one game, but he lost. (laughs) <laughs> he won 56-35 to, to Houston, University of, in the Astrodome as their quarterback. This one we heard about, David Klinger. He threw seven TDs. And on this day in 1996, Kobe Bryant debuts. Uh, he's, eight, he's the youngest ever at that time, 18 years, two months, and 11 days. And that's, that's the year uh, mm. to the day, November 2nd, the day. All right, questions. Uh, go ahead there, Jeff. Uh, Joe Gordon, you mentioned 1942. He was named MVP. He batted 322 with um, 18 home runs and 103 RBIs. He led the Yankees, and the Yankees must have won the pennant that year, and that's the reason why. They yeah, go. yeah. Okay, thank God they, uh, they, they don't do it anymore. All right, let's go on to Michael's Yankees and Jets rant. Sponsored by Dirty Water. <laughs> I have actually I have a little bit of a re- report on the World Series, but if uh, if you don't mind, I'll do it if there's time because it's just a little bit to read. But uh, I want to go over a couple of things. First of all, with the Yankees, I cannot help noticing who the current manager and the batting coach for the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Phillies is yep and i kind of wonder because i have been complaining about the current yankee manager uh how the yankees would have done with the uh manager uh uh, and the batting uh coach uh long because uh apparently they 
they did something for the Phillies who were a little bit more abundant under uh, Joe Girardi. And I just wonder how the Yankees would have done. The other thing about the Yankees is uh, following the World Series, I think little by little we're going to start learning where Aaron Judge is going to be. And everything is up in, uh, in, in the state of flux right now. I'm hoping he stays with the Yankees, but who the hell knows? Uh, wherever he goes, he's America's uh, baseball player. And he should go wherever he wants. Because into hate, that's what I think about uh, a judge. You know, I love, I'd love him to come back. Now for my beloved Jets. Okay, it seems that first of all, yes, last Sunday's game was maybe the most important game of the season for the Jets. It really would have validated them. They were playing a team that they were much better than, and everybody anticipated the Jets to beat the Patriots handily. But apparently, uh, Belichick outcoached and outfigured out uh, what to do against the Jets. And the Jets didn't even look good. They looked horrible. And one of the blames lately is going to their quarterback, Zach Wilson, to the extent that the Jets demoted Joe Flacco, the third-string quarterback, and they made uh, Mike White the second-string quarterback. Now, here's the thing that I wonder about Mike White. Somehow... When he played, he was good. He really was accurate. Uh, he won a really nicely played game against Cincinnati last year. Uh, the following game, he gets hurt. And that was the last of his chances. Then Joe Flacco moved up again. So I kind of wonder what is going on over there. And the real thing is, I copied down last 10 quarterbacks for the Jets. All right? Chad Payton, Killing uh, Clemens, Brett Favre. Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold, and Zach Wilson. And you think of these quarterbacks of other teams, they've gone from just the same kind of mediocrity as some of these quarterbacks, and they got good. Yes. So who would you say that Zach Wilson is going to be potentially a good quarterback, but there's something wrong with the Jets' quarterback coaching? Because I cannot understand how Zach Wilson can look so good, have such potential, and be as crappy a quarterback as he appears. And I just wonder if there's something more going on with them, okay, with it, with him. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, that's what I what I say. If the Jets won last week, I really think they would have won the yeah. – uh, they would have made it into the playoffs for sure. Now who the hell knows? Uh, this Sunday, it's as unlikely as possible. For the, if, they, if they win this Sunday, they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Basically, that's my Jets report. But uh, if you want me to read about what I have about the 1947 World Series, it's interesting. But uh, see if you have time, Mark. Well, you want to also talk about Willie Mays? Willie, Willie Mays yeah, is, right. a, uh, is a uh, – I have to move down. They, they have a, uh, a, a special – on uh, HBO called Say Hey, Willie Mays. And I sent everybody the trailer yes. and it should be very, very good. It'll be on okay. HBO November 8th. And some people, when I mass emailed it to the, to the uh, podcasters, uh, they said Mays was their favorite player. And uh, back in the day for me, Willie Mays uh, was uh, everybody's favorite player in my neighborhood. I kind of liked him too. I just want to, one, one last thing about that one is, uh, where I lived in the Bronx, everybody hated Jackie Robinson. 
and you know about Chuck mm. Robinson's history, but it wasn't necessarily because we were racists, but everybody in my neighborhood where I was growing up were Giant fans. So that's oh. why that happened. But uh, Willie Mays on November 8th, catch it. It's very, very good. And that's basically my report for now. All right, Ron? No, I just want to go back. I'm sorry, Mark, uh, to bring back this day in sports. You forgot something very important. Hockey. Okay. What, you want to tell us? Oh. Yeah. 2016, the Chicago <laughs> Cubs won the World Series after yes. 108 years. Yeah. How how could you forget that? On this day? Ashanda. Ashanda. It wasn't in my brain. I didn't see it on any list. I got to look. It, it was there. <laughs> I must have just passed over. Sorry it. about that. I'm sorry. I, I had to bring it up. All right, Fred. Yeah, just want to go back to the Jets for a minute. As bad as Wilson played, the game really turned when Michael Carter's 84-yard interception touchdown return was negated by that stupid penalty on yep. Franklin Myers, who, yes, who doesn't know en- who doesn't know enough with the rules to stop to stop and and you can't no you can't hit the quarterback. If 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 that if that play would have stood, I think the Jets would have won despite Wilson. I agree. Could be. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Would have given him a seventeen to three lead going yeah. into the half instead of I think it was uh, the Patriots kicked the field goal it was ten six. I I forget who was getting the ball <laughs> yeah. at the start of the third quarter. Was it the Jets? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember. But but I I really think they would have won that game. The, the Jets' success of the first part of the, their winning games. Bryce Hall. He's not there anymore. Bryce Hall and uh, Brees, Brees. 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 Sorry, Brees Hall is not there. And uh, he, you know, what was Wilson throwing? 130 yards a game, counting on the running of uh, Mr. Hall. Um, uh, Joe, you want to add something? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, Belichick made some adjustments at halftime because the the Patriots came out with a long drive to start, you know, start the second half and they took the lead. And you're absolutely right. If, um, if that touchdown hadn't been called, if that interception hadn't been called back, I think the Jets would have won. Completely. But didn't he throw three everything. interceptions in the uh, in the, uh, the, the pack zone? He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He might not have been forced into trying throwing to throwing it. Much. They, they would have had a three lead. Right. A lot of people say he's afraid to go into the pocket to throw. Yeah. I've heard that. I He's read afraid that of getting hurt. But, a lot of people are saying. Isn't it too early to tell about the guy? Guys played 17 yeah. games, which is the equivalent of one season. You know, I think I think in this day and age of instant communication, everybody's in too much of a rush to judgment. Flacco is very upset that he was demoted. Very, very upset. And, and don't forget, last year, Mike White threw four interceptions when he played against the Bills. I mean, he, he had one. He, granted, he had one great game, but he's. But we don't. He may, you know, maybe they should give him a chance too. You know, also, uh, Fred, that game that that uh, Mike White won against Cincinnati, there was yeah. so many near interceptions. It was unbelievable, and yet uh, he he had the perfect storm of a game. Yeah. But, uh, who's to say? Who's to say? That's right. But if you just uh, make White. You're your starting quarterback, and there's nothing wrong uh, with um, with Wilson. The kid's going to feel, feel very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you've been saying all along he's your quarterback of the future. Uh, I'm not too sure anymore. But we'll see. 
we'll see. That, I mean, Mark, you, yeah, but, but that's the question. Who's to say when you have a quarterback that you're really trying to hang your hat on, and yet the backup quarterback may be better? Maybe. 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 I refer back to the 86 Giants, and I said this in previous podcasts, where Hostedler was the better quarterback than yeah. Sims, and then Sims all of a sudden caught fire. And that's the thing. You have to make that decision. And who's to say if they started playing Hostetler, Sims never would have been the quarterback yeah. that he was. And you forget also with with uh, Phil Sims, when, when um, I think Parcells took over, he wanted Scott Bruner of Delaware to be the, the starting quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, sometimes it takes time for guys to develop. Yeah, you know. right, we'll see. We'll see. Um, wasn't Brady a backup quarterback? Yeah, but, Brady and Brady got his big really? break when Mo Lewis – Annihilated. Uh, what's his name? Drew Bledsoe on the sideline. Right. With, uh, right. That's right. That's right. But, I mean, there's been quarterbacks who have been drafted one and two, you know, who never made it. Who are in, you know, the biggest example? Maybe Roger remember the Raiders. Jamarcus Russell and um, uh, Achilles Smith. I think. What? what Didn't the Jets what have one also? Uh, Tim. Yeah. Um, what's his, his name? Browning Nagel. Browning Nagel. Yeah. Tim Couch yeah, number right. one overall oh, with the Browns. God, These guys are all failures. So, you know, it could be. I mean, it could be Wilson, could be nothing. Well, maybe uh, in the game on Sunday, someone will tackle Wilson and he'll be walking to the sidelines like this, half half bent or something. And here comes Mike White into the game. You know, stranger I, things have happened. It'll probably be 42 I, I, I don't know if you guys point. ever think about this. And I, I have. Hopefully not. About going back to where a guy comes out of college. You think of it like Brigham Young. Outside of Steve Young, has there ever been a quarterback out of Brigham Young? I mean, you look at Ohio State. Yeah, they had a few. They had a few. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's really been a star, you're going to tell me Ty, Ty Detmer was a star? Or uh, like, you, you look at like college power like Ohio State. Have they ever had a big-time quarterback? Maybe there's something with the coaching at college. Fields. Is he really? Maybe. Well, he's trying. He hasn't proven yeah, something. Yeah, I Maybe. know. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Joe. he went some more. Some quarterbacks get just get hot. Remember a game that Frank Wright came in and he just was the most he, he yeah. probably for a stretch of time was the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. He came, I think, five touchdown passes, mm-hmm. bing bang boom. You know, and, and then again, who's to say whether it's a quarterback coach? It's the way these co- these coaches are are teaching these quarterbacks. Maybe there's something, you know, like even Brady. Maybe Brady was taught in a certain way, and the team gets set up so Brady could be great. Right. Maybe it's a bit. Bad offensive coordinator is calling the right place. You're right. Exactly. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know. Well, maybe he's thrown to the wrong people. Mm. You know. Yeah, the other team. He's back. <laughs> Sometimes the other drops team's back. Maybe. Guys running to the left. Guys to the right. Guys out He's thrown to the wrong people. Or maybe he's called. Maybe he's colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to uh, what you said, uh, Michael, about Kevin yeah. Long. There's a uh, a little article about Kevin uh, Long. Yes, yeah, Or Four teams he's taken to World Series. Right. The Yankees, the Mets, the Nats, and now the Phillies. I think he interviewed for two managerial jobs, too. That's a hitting coach in 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, do you want to say something? Yeah, two points. I mean, the the Jets are, as long as Joe Douglas is in the front office and probably Sal is the coach, they're going to be committed to um, Wilson. Wilson, unless he really, really... You know, can't do anything. They're good. It's going to be very hard for them to give up on him. Well, they weren't the second, supposed to be good this year. 
Plus, he improves. He looks, he looks good right. sometimes. He really looks good. I mean, he looks like, you know, hey, you know, this kid can do stuff, but then he does yeah, stuff yeah. that's inexplicable. I don't yeah, I mean, you look, you look at the Steeler game. That goes great comeback in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And the, other, and the other thing I wanted to say is that the Phillies, I think, are starting Syndergaard tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, Wheeler tomorrow. Oh, if, they right. win, if they win these two games. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's all I want to say. It's not who you are, it's where you are. Yep. Go ahead, Gerald. Gerald? I just wanted to backtrack regarding uh, uh, Mike mentioning uh, the manager of the Phillies and the hitting coach, both, of course, former Yankee employees. That's right. Jermaine to that, uh, I thought Joe Girardi was a good communicator, but I heard a little story which amazes me. Nick Castellanos was signed by the Phillies on March 12th. And Girardi was let go on May 29th. Joe Girardi spoke to Nick Castellanos when he signed on March 12th and one other time. So in a period of two and a half months, Joe Girardi spoke to Nick Castellanos twice. Were they in the same dugout <laughs> all the time? Where were they? In separate planets? I, 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 don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe well, that. I, I heard that. It's supposed to be from a good source. Applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor, sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Howie, your West Coast report, sponsored by the Red Leaves. Okay. Are they falling? Yes. Plenty. Yes, plenty of them. What do you got? Uh, well, some of the 49ers, Sunday at halftime, I turned to my wife and I go, they're down by 14 to 10, and I go, I can't understand the 49 offense. It's like in fits and starts. And this was even after McCaffrey <clears throat> threw a touchdown. Then the second half happens. The defense shuts down the Rams completely, <laughs> and they score three touchdowns, one caught by McCaffrey, McCaffrey <clears throat> rushing, and then uh, Kittle catches one. And now the Niners are 4-4 four and four going to the bye week. They get Debo Samuel back next week. They get Elijah Mitchell, who's their number one running back, back next week. That's why they were able to uh, trade Jeff Wilson. And uh, their, uh, their offense now <coughs> is loaded. They have so many weapons. Uh, it's going to be a pleasure <laughs> to watch. And the schedule... Next number of games is pretty easy. They're four and four now, but they get east. I, I'd say they're going to win the next four games and be eight and four. Uh, so uh, it's a pleasure to watch them now. Uh, moving on to the uh, Oakland A's, who won't be open for too long. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the commissioner, Rob Manfred, said that nah, when Oakland has tried to get a new stadium, but doesn't look like they're going to. And it's, he even said it's likely that they're going to go to a place like Las Vegas. So I've been saying that for a long time, and uh, it's just going to happen. Uh, You've been saying that for months. Months, yes. And finally, this will make Michael feel better. Uh, the, one of the giant broadcasters, uh, what's his name? Dave Fleming, said that the whole uh, thing that came out of NewJersey.com, the report that Aaron Judge would sign a long-term contract with the Giants, 
is probably the product of uh, Aaron Judge's agent uh, mm. trying to up the price because the Giants are, are not the type of team to to give long-term contracts. They'll go after him, but not seven years or so, uh, probably no more than five. But uh, they are going to go after free agents, uh, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Several Mets were mentioned, Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto, uh, what's his name, Chris Bassett, maybe one of the pitchers that they go after because they expect to lose Carlos Rodon, who can opt out of his contract. So uh, that's let, him the, let him come to the Mets. Yes. He, yeah, he might. I'd like to see that. He might. Uh, he's going to get a similar <clears throat> contract like they lost, the, what's his name, Gaussman <clears throat> to Toronto. Uh, he'll probably get Gaussman money. He's a, he's a terrific uh, pitcher. In fact, I, reading the article, I didn't realize that the Giants had the second best starting staff. I forget who, maybe the first was Houston, I'm not sure, but second best in the major starting staff. The only thing bad about the Giants was their defense, infield and outfield stunk. So they're going to have to uh, redo that. But but the, they will go after Judge, but not, not with the humongous contract that uh, was reported. That's it. Interesting. Michael. I would just like to uh, say, I'd just like to say about Judge. I really feel that all this controversy going back and forth about Judge, this is my prediction. One of these days when wherever Judge is going to end up, and somehow I think it's like 50-50 only with the Yankees, it's all because of the fact that they revealed the contract negotiations in the beginning. That should have remained private. It never should have been out in the open. And I think uh, the little things that bother Judge about being on the Yankees and how he was treated. So with that being said, I also think that for the most part, other teams will have a lot of difficulty signing him or wanting to sign him for eight, nine years for that kind of money. And uh, that would be one of the reasons why he would stay with the Yankees. But it's, it's a very difficult thing to, uh, to feel in, in, me, in, in my heart about Judge, where you see that he will go elsewhere if certain conditions are different, as, as opposed to being really loyal to his team. I know if I was playing for a team like the Yankees, and it was a couple of uh, weeks or it's a week or a half after uh, he, his team was eliminated from the playoffs. I'd still be wearing my Yankee hat. I wouldn't be wearing that uh, Siegelman Sables hat. Right. And, uh, Not me. <laughs> Delton. Yeah, I think Judge Fier likes the Yankees, but does not like the organizations the same as Jeter. You know, Jeter had a very difficult time when he had that contract extended and uh, Cashman, and he asked Cashman, who else would you rather be playing shortstop than Derek Jeter? And Cashman named that other, what was his name that uh, came to the Yankees later on? He didn't, Atulowitzki. Uh, and Cashman, he and hit Cashman, a home run his first game. But Cashman did say Kutulowitzki. So they were hard feelings. You know, Jeter and I think Judge, they were both private people, kept to themselves. But I think they both didn't like the way they were treated as um, by the organization. So we'll see what happens. He tomorrow, was tomorrow, if you guys are home, East Coast time, 12 o'clock, Yankees are having a press yeah. conference. 
conference, a live press conference with Boone and Cashman. Yeah. On the yes. yes. On yes. Yeah, yeah my, my son told me he's going up for that. Yeah, that should be yeah, cool. He'll be up there. Our questions, and uh, we'll see. Let's see. I got to Google that. <coughs> okay. What the, wait, wait, Aaron Boone? Yes, What's that? Mark. Aaron What's Boone, that? right? Aaron Boone and Cashman. Not, the, not Debbie Boone, who sang no. Light Up My Life. <laughs> no. Have they, have they re-signed? Oh, here, too. Right. That, Howie? Have they re-signed Cashman for next year? Yeah, I think so. Not yet. Is he have no contract, or is that he has a contract? I think it, exp I, I think it expires at the end of this expired. year. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, gonna, if, yeah. if I were to blame anyone, I'd blame Cashman more than Boone. Because Cashman put that team together, right. and uh, cool. I was prompted to comment on Facebook about how boring watching the Yankees were after Houston scored those five runs. It was like hit after hit after hit, making contact, <clears throat> uh, and you know, compared to what the Yankees were doing, watching the Yankees is. It's like, I'd rather watch grass grow than watch the Yankee game. Other than, other than waiting for a judge to hit a home run. That's what the Yankees is. are just completely unwatchable, you know. And I'm I'm saying this as a fan, uh, but I blame I blame Cashman uh, more than Boo. Well, I, I don't I, think the owners, I don't think the owners understand baseball <laughs> enough to to they're scared to put somebody else in, I think, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just don't, I don't think they do the work. He's been there since, what, 96? Yeah, well, it's family. Look how long, look how long they, they lasted with Dallow in the middle of the batting order. And look how long they lasted with uh, Donaldson at third base when everybody, any baseball fan in the world knows. They had a contract. They paid him big money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big money. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael, I just want to tell you, I hope they do bring back Ben Attendee. If I if I if I'm right, he's a 300 hitter, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was Bring great. Back. The, the guy Sox. won a World good. Series. He played left field. Right. And uh, he's a he's a prime target of the Giants out here. If he doesn't resign, he'd be perfect yeah. for their ballpark. Perfect the anywhere. Giants, the, perfect. the Giants won everyone. Well, the Giants. Yeah. You know this thing about Judge, the Giant. Well, a Fleming was saying was the Giants will go after second tier players, but when I say second tier, I include Benintendi, Conforto, Nimmo, Bassett, those type of players. Brian Reynolds of, of the Pirates, uh, you know, these are gems that that they uncover, and so uh, you know that's the type of player they'll go after. Well, we'll see. As soon as the By World the way, Series is over. It was mentioned that uh, the Dodgers are, are looking to trade Cody Bellinger, especially, I guess, if they get Judge. But Bellinger uh, may be traded. Who's done nothing the last couple of years. Well, yeah. he couldn't win it all this year. You lost it. Yeah. Gerald, the Gerald, there, there were some reports that um, the Mets were interested in Edwin Diaz's brother, who, who pitched... Uh, this year for Cincinnati, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to pick him up. He, he had a very fine season his first year at the age of 26 as a reliever. Hmm. That'd be cool, the bros. All right, let's move on to uh, Sports Stories by Larry, sponsored by Fire Hydrants. 
<laughs> or Johnny Pumps, whatever you call them. Yeah. My story this week is entitled Updated Story on Otani and MLB Awards. Otani is deserving of awards for his high-level two-way playing. As you recall, for 2021, Otani was named the MVP in the American League with a 2.82 ERA and an on-base plus slugging percentage of 1.002. But he was not the best in either category. For 2022, Aaron Judge is likely to get the MVP award for his historic batting performance. But Otani still had another incredible year with a 2.33 ERA and an OPS of 0.875. Again, he was not the best in either category. To be fair for Otani, on 23 June 22, uh, this year, I proposed that MLB create a special award for a two-way player. Yeah. The standard for the two-way award might be the player who's better than the average hitter and better than the average pitcher in the same year. Based on the standard, the MLB commissioner would grant the two-way award or not. In this way, Otani could be recognized as as the great player he is. I am not the only one to introduce a new award to be fair to Otani. On 8 September, Pedro Mora, M-O-U-R-A, Fox Sports MLB writer, proposed a different way to deal with the two-way player phenomenon in awards. Namely, introduce a platinum slugger hitter, hitter award that would go to players like Aaron Judge, leaving the MVP award to Otani. That completes my story for this week. I, I, he's the only one. He's the only two-way player, right? There's That's nobody else. Thing, yeah. Well, he's not getting the MVP this year. And he, uh, or should he? Right, right. I don't know. Comments, Michael? Oh, well, that's the thing, Larry. Uh, the year that Stargell uh, co uh, had the uh, MVP. Who Who's the one who had the uh, MVP shared with Stargell? Keith uh, Hernandez. Keith. Keith Hernandez. It was, I don't know, you could argue about that. Uh, as far as Otani and Judge is concerned, I, I think that the consensus is very high that it has to be judged, consider the records that he achieved. But uh, let's suppose Otani uh, maybe pitched a couple of no-hitters and uh, even was more spectacular, and there was a dual MVP. I don't think there would be any complaints. They don't do that very much these days. Just once, Larry, I think. Just once. All right, Jerry. Jerry? Just, just for the record there, there is one other two-way player, Michael Lorenzen. Yeah. He was on yeah. Cincinnati. Now yeah. he's on Los Angeles. I saw him made a great catch in the outfield. It was unbelievable. In college, he was an outfielder and a pitcher. And he doesn't get any press like uh, like Otani. No, no, no. He's... Okay. Uh, no more comments. Good story there. And uh, let's move Very good. on. Uh, so where do we go first? Do we do the World Series? Because we had the no-hitty yesterday in the World Series. Do we go can, Dig deeper in the Giants? Do we go back to the Jets? Or do we talk basketball? Basketball, these last two, uh, last couple of days has been a uh, highlight. And Fred's going to talk about a couple yeah. of stories that happened in basketball. Well, so Fred, why don't you take it away? Well, talking, I guess, about the 
Brooklyn Nets, the most calamitous and disastrous franchise <laughs> in probably of all sports, who have the last years have fired more coaches than they've won playoff series. Yeah, right. I mean, their downfall in their situation started when they signed Irving and Durant. They broke up a good thing. They had a good young nucleus of Dinwiddie, um, Jared Allen, um, Karis Levert, signed a very good coach, Kenny Anderson, uh, Kenny Atkinson, excuse me. And then at the at Durant, and, and, and nobody can deny that Durant, Durant and Irving's behest, they fired Kenny Atkinson because those two guys felt, we don't need a coach, we can coach ourselves. <laughs> and Nash was the, you know, Nash was not the maybe not the greatest choice. He had no no experience. Maybe he's an assistant, but he's the, he's the fall guy for yep. all that went wrong with the Nets. And then they then they compounded things when they tried to when they traded James Harden, and Harden came in here and he, he saw how bad things were, and he says, "I I I can't play with Irving and Durant. I don't I don't want to play with these guys." And he had a trade, and then he, then they got Ben Simmons who has his own problems is now and is now injured and who knows when he's going to return. And then of course the, the possibility of them compounding the firing of Nash by hiring the coach of the Celtics who got suspended, mm-hmm. which how does a guy get suspended for a year for doing his things? And suddenly the Celtics have better ethics in their organization. They must've done something egregious because the Celtics weren't going to just fire a coach who, who led them to a great comeback and into the finals, the, the Nets are just a disastrous franchise. And with the Kyrie Irving thing, one comment about Ir- that Irving made stood out to me when he said about that film, says, I don't agree with everything in the film. Yeah. Well, well, if you don't agree with everything, that means there must be something you do agree with. Right. And Irving, you know, beyond that, it was totally despicable and he should have been fined <laughs> for this and fired when he, when he said that I have to agree with some of Alex Jones's comments, oh, you know, man. about he was referring especially to like the, the world is 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 ruled by secret societies. And Alex Jones has comments that are that have, you know, that that aren't always wrong. I mean, this, this is the guy who thought I mean, it, it tears me up to even say this, bring it up. But the Newtown shootings were yeah. uh, were fake and, false, and then the kid, false, false flag. Kyrie Irving is out of his mind. He doesn't belong in the NBA. Doesn't belong and, in the NBA. Could have find him. Some, I don't know if you guys remember last year, and I don't remember the exact comments. There's a player, a mid- middling player named Myers Leonard, who was on Portland, I think, at the time, who got fined fifty thousand dollars for an anti-Semitic remark that he made somebody playing, playing during a video game. This is far worse because Kyrie Irving has so many followers who are going to, you know, thinks he, he posted this video that they're going to think that he's the greatest thing in the world, but he, he doesn't belong in the NBA. And, and I don't want to get into a racial thing, but could you imagine if, you know, and I think it's because all of a sudden, yeah, let's, let's just dump on the Jewish faith, jump on the mm-hmm. Jewish people. If a white player said, oh, that's, that's what I wanted to say. No, no, wait a minute. No. And if you say, if a white player said in the NBA, well, you know what's wrong with the NBA? There's too many black players, too many. And if you use the, a word that I'm, I'm not going to say, right. where, would, right. where would it be? Ir- Irving doesn't belong on the Nets. The Nets don't don't belong, any deserve any support from anybody. They have the least amount of season ticket holders of anybody in the league. 
They're they're a terrible franchise, and I don't I don't know what to say anymore. Can I go? Okay, go. All right. First of all, who else said Fred? When you, when you said that white thing, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the top thing, right? Uh, it was a white player who was saying all these things about the black player that would have been hell to pay. And it's unbelievable that as of now, I wouldn't be surprised if the next game the, the Nets play, Irving will still be in the lineup. And that's where it stands. Which leads me to this question. Considering the ethnicity of the commissioner of the NBA, mm-hmm. Don't you think it should be making a comment already by exactly. now? He did, he did put Absolutely. out a statement today that he that he wants to meet with Irving, but yeah. you know, and, uh, and I, I don't remember the, the whole gist of the statement. My son told me what it was, and I, I just don't remember it. But, but first of all, it's a little late. I mean, where was yeah. he? He should have made a statement a week ago when this first broke. Yeah, and this has no no place in the league, and and yeah. and, the, and the NBA was founded. You know, the original NBA was founded on the backs of Jew of. Jewish owners and players. You know, you go back to the 1940s, the 50s, the, the uh, Eddie yeah. Gottliebs, the uh, Red Arbacks, the Max Oslavskis, the, you know, I can go, go on and on. Golf How about Eddie Saperstein? And, right. I so. think the $500,000 that he put up uh, and uh, the Nets matched it, I think is basically to like, to wash everything away like it yeah. never happened. Uh, yeah, take the money yeah, and uh, yeah. run, yeah. whatever. That's then. what's going to happen, Mark. It's, it's going to blow over. He's going to be playing uh, like a month and a half from now, and it's going to be uh, whatever it's been, you know. That, that's the thing. Terrible. All right, Gerald, yeah. Ben show. We, we know that uh, Kyrie's been a, a problem child originally with Cleveland and Boston and now the, the, uh, the Nets. I just wonder if there's any other team, Fred, Yeah. That will pick up Kyrie after he completes his tenure with the Nets. I say yes, Gary. I say yes. How do you like that? All right. But by the by the way, I don't. This has nothing to do with basketball. But I, I get texts from from the organization called the Jewish Community Relations Council, and I just got a text: New York Jewish Security Alert. This afternoon, the F, the FBI Newark office announced that it has received critical information about possible anti-Semitic attacks in Newark. Oh. In Newark. There are Jews left in Newark? Yeah, well, there are some Orthodox. Know, the, the office in New There's Jersey. Orthodox Jews. I mean, maybe right. not in Newark, but in, in, New, in the New Jersey area. Thanks, I, Fred. I mean, I'm there's a link to this. I'm going to get my gun. Yeah, go ahead, Joe, what do you want to say? No, I just wanted to say, I think with, I think with Kyrie, it's, um, it's a question of economics as much as it is of race. I mean, he's a superstar. <laughs> And teams are going to cut him a lot more slack than they would, um, you know, just a hanger on. You know, that's you know, unfortunate, you're right. you know, but you know, it's people, true. People treat superstar. I mean, you, you ever look when somebody, when, when, when somebody is injured in a game, this is, they always say a great player, star player, and the team says they, they can't afford to lose this guy's really bad injury. But you're saying, with, but, but if it was the 15th guy in the team, you wouldn't care. You know, you, you wouldn't care how injured he was. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Kyrie should get away with it. I'm just saying yeah. that he gets away yeah. with this stuff because no. he's paid a lot of money and he's a super talented player, yeah. and people are going right. to do that. It's no, that that's true. Talent overrides character, unfortunately. Yes. That's it the does. problem. That's the problem. In all, it in all, but it does. Order. But it does in, in all aspects of life. But it does. Not not, not, right. not, not, not just oh. sports. Yes. I mean, in the air, on the air too. All yep. kinds of places. Yeah. Yeah. 
in, in, in all aspects of, of life. It's not just, it yeah. goes beyond sports. Yes, yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're talking about sports. You know, well, it's not over. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. There's no. too much Co- talk about it. It's not over yet. Right, Mark? Everybody. And by, by, the way, I, by the way, I applaud those eight people who sat courtside the other mm-hmm. night. Uh, oh. It was uh, Monday night's game wearing um, shirts saying fight anti-Semitism. Yep. Right. I mean, and to add to all that, yeah, I really my... think that if I were an anti-Semite, it, I would, it would piss me off even more to see that the Anti-Defamation League is going to get a million dollars over all this. It just adds to everything. It just adds to the ill feeling towards Jews when that's going to, when, when they see that, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. And I just want to say that in my profession, okay, uh, you can have, we had some very tough classes in some of the schools that I taught at, and yet you can have a similar, really brutal class and you have the right teacher who knows how to control things. Kyrie uh, uh, Irving with the right coach and with the right leader, he would have gotten his shot last year. He wouldn't have done the crap that he's doing this year. There's no, uh, nothing on the top with the nets, and they're just crumbling like. Uh, I think he's uncoachable. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He, is. yeah. he is. Yeah. Uh, must be a reason why he's gone for how many teams now? This is his third team? Yeah, because he's incredibly talented. Yeah. That's why. But he's had good no. game. That's yeah. what does it. Fortunately. Yeah. 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 All right. We said, yeah. Uh, hi, Steve. Go ahead. Steve. Yeah, he's also very, very bright. You know, he was the valedictorian of his high school class. And the problem is he's he's so bright that he thinks he could say and do anything that he's brighter than everybody That's else. Problem. Yeah. Made that movie? The basketball movie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. If nobody wants to uh it's not over yet. This you're gonna every day you're gonna hear something different, something different. And who is the who was the guy that the uh NBA uh fined and uh suspended for making a homophobic uh comment? It was like someone, it wasn't the star. That's why they did it. No, I said before, last year they, they, they fined and suspended Myers Leonard for a, for a right. anti-Semitic thing. I mean, Black Myers, Myers Leonard was, you know, a reserve guy. Nobody outside of a true basketball fan ever heard of. Right. 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 Black or white? White guy. At a University of Illinois. So, Is he the one who made the, it was a homophobic uh, comment, not anti-Semitic. I, was it home? Yes, it was homophobic. Yeah. Maybe it was. I, I don't remember. Right. I Melton, don't remember. Yeah, didn't, didn't Dale Murphy, when he was with the Mets, also make some type of homophobic comment? I remember that. Dale Murphy, when he was playing second base? No, it was Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy, Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy. Yeah. 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 Daniel Murphy did, yes. He did? Daniel Murphy, yeah. He did. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably nobody got fined for making comments on Jackie Robinson. Well, I think nobody got fined. Only Donaldson called uh, that guy. Yeah. He called Anderson Jackie. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We can come back to this another time, but uh, let's move on. It's not over yet. We'll probably be talking about it next week, too. All right, let's go to the World Series a little bit. Uh, two games each. Steven, Syndergaard goes tonight, as we say. Verlander. Verlander, yeah. Did Verlander win last week? No. No, no he got knocked down. He got clobbered. It was a 5 nothing lead. I just he gave, lost a, six, five. He gave up five runs. He had a decision. Mark, I, I just heard a statistic. My, uh, I'm in Florida. My son just read it to me. That if, if Madison Bumgarten pitched and gave up 23 straight home runs, his ERA would still be lower than Verlander's. 
in the World Series. <laughs> won three games, I think, the last time in 2014. You know, a piece of, can I have a piece of information? Some Tuesday night game, something special happened. Know what it is? What is the 1,000th home run in World Series history? Right. Oh, really? 1,000th home run. Who Alec Bohm hit it. Really? Alec Bohm was the one, yeah. Yep. Okay, that, that's uh, trivia. Yeah. All right. And uh, the, four, the, the four guys who threw the uh, no-hitter last night doesn't get a lot of play like, like Don Lawson, right? Because it's four people, like the Mets mm -hmm. no-hitter, four people. Right, right, right. Oh. in April. That's yes, how you're probably going to see all no-hitters from now on. Yeah, basically. Yep. Right? Or the vast majority of them. Right. So who, who, who were the four guys? Who are the four guys? Javier. Christian Javier. Abreu, right? Brian Abreu. Um, the guy used to pitch for the Mets, Montero. Rafael Montero. Rafael Montero, who got bounced from the Mets, right? Uh, Presley. 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 Ryan, Ryan Presley. Presley was a regular reliever. And then another trivia question is going to come out of this. Like, Yogi Berra caught uh, uh, Darn Larson. Right. Uh, who was the catcher last night for the Astros who caught all four Maldonado? pitchers? Maldonado. Vasquez. 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 Maldonado took a seat. Christian Vasquez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Larry, again. I think it's a false equivalency to compare the, these four guys getting a no, uh, going no-hitting with Darn Larson. Right. 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 Yeah. You, so you know what's... Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, was, you know, was another interesting point about the World Series. I think it was in Game Two. Whoever rates the umpires, this guy Pat Holberg, hundred supposedly got hundred percent perfect calls so on balls and strikes. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I think it was really? 129. Yeah. He did. And, and he yeah. had he had the highest rating of any umpire this year in the regular season. So yeah. he's that's, supposedly that's, the best umpire on balls and strikes. Very me, me, me or the announcers are don't you, don't you find them very annoying? They're they're giving me too many statistics. They're talking too damn much. I told you to mute your 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 TV. Just watch it. <laughs> you, you, you're you're smart mind. enough to see what's going on. Let me just tell you, I don't know if you guys are watching the games or not. I I the four games have gone by. If I've watched a grand total of 20 minutes. <laughs> combined i'm not interested you know i'll turn on i'll watch maybe a half inning i didn't see the five home runs the other night none of them no yeah my ideals are shattered Harper crushed it crushed it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean i only i only watched last night when i found out the guy was pitching a no hitter after six yeah, innings yeah, i was sleeping i was sleeping right. I, I found a little inter interesting situation Remember when the Yankees were playing the uh, the Astros, and the Yankees supposedly a boom was talking about. Well, the the roof was uh, was open. Yeah, open. open. Yeah. Well, the Yankees complained. The roof was open, and uh, it killed the flight of that Aaron Judge long out. Right. I heard that. Uh, they make note the roof was only open once all <laughs> season long. And that and they game. and they lost to Toronto four three on April twenty second. But yeah. But also the roof being open or closed was not at the choice of the Houston Astros. Major League Baseball was the one who who yeah. decided that. Why would they want to open the roof? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what their reasoning 99 was. Ninety nine percent time of the year it doesn't make but sense. It, <laughs> but it said afterwards the Astros had no say in these. Just like 
just like in baseball, the, the World Series of rain out. The Phillies and the Astros had, had no say in the game being rained out. That was well, that strictly Major League Baseball. But it sounds like a Yankees conspiracy, though. Okay. The baseball rules say it's supposed to be the manager that makes the decision, and it wasn't the manager. That not made the world. It's not the world not series. The world it's, series. It's, it's subject to Major League Baseball, yeah. and even during regular season, uh, it's the umpires. Uh, um, who decides? Not according to the baseball yeah. rules. If it's raining, it's the umpires who decide, right? Not Major League Baseball. It's the, uh, uh, I think, the game starts. Yeah. I think, yeah, once the game starts, the umpires starts. have yep. to say. How about the before? Before it's the, it's yeah, the yeah. home team? Yeah. I think it's the team. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mark? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Who's to say we would not be having this conversation if not for in 1947 when they decided to try to get the World Series on TV? I have, I'm just going to read one paragraph. Yeah. Uh, T, the TV industry's World Series bump. This is when people really got into the World Series. The audience liked what they saw. Uh, Billboard quoted, uh, they, they liked what they saw, and the video cameras were turned on, and the oohs and the ahs of the slide were strikeout, and it was something radio broadcasts would give their eye teeth to hear. It didn't hurt that the 1947 World Series ended up being so dramatic. The Yankees prevailed in seven games, but Brooklyn owned the two greatest moments. In the bottom of the ninth inning, most of you uh, uh, historians know, yeah. game four, the Dodgers pitch, uh, pinch hitter Luke Lavagetto ended Yankee starter Bill, Bill Bevins' no-hitter, and uh, he drove in two runs and sending Dodgers to a 3-2 win. Then in game six, Alcian Frito made an unbelievable catch of Joe DiMaggio's deep drive to left field and help preserve the, an 8-6 Dodger victory, leading uh, Dodger broadcaster Red Barber to exclaim, Oh, Doctor. Mm, doctor. That, was, that was the beginning of the excitement of the World Series. Mm. And uh, that was it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't they say about that DiMaggio hit that was like the only time DiMaggio ever showed emotion on the field? Yeah, he, he, kicked the right. he kicked the dirt. Second base or something. Like that. And, and everybody was happy. Uh, in that third, started to become popular. So, I what's the story that the Post uh, came up with and said that the Mets are moving the right center field fence in? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Accommodate Judge. Accommodating their own team, they, they, they didn't hit that many home runs. I can't believe that. All right, let that's let's move on a little bit because it's. Yeah. Are they moving the fence in? Yeah, I think huh? I heard that somewhere yeah, else. They're moving it in. Yes, that's what I read about. Uh, we'll see. But they didn't mention Judge as the reason. Yeah. All right. Um, a couple of other notes. Uh, I want to go over these things before we before we uh, end the show today. We have uh, there were eight deaths in sports since the last time we met. Joe, you want to talk about one in baseball? Oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Can I have that one? Yeah. The uh, um, Roz Wyman. Oh, yeah. Was a, a member of the uh, Los Angeles City Council when she was about 22 years old. Nice Jewish woman. Right. Later married a, a, fair, a very well connected Democratic operative, Robert Wyman, or Eugene Wyman. Eugene Wyman. Anyway, for my entire life, I always thought that uh, Walter O'Malley did it all by himself. Never occurred to me that there was actually a counterpart in Los Angeles who wanted the Dodgers to move. She 
deduced that the Dodgers and the Giants, you know, were in play in the mid 50s and she started to go after them and she got in touch with O'Malley. And when O'Malley was turned down finally for the spot where Barclay Center is now, um, he agreed to the move. Although the rumor is that he would have stayed had he gotten that slot. And she was responsible on the L.A. side for doing that. It's very interesting. But what I would like to say is that I, I, I guess I joined a, a, about a minute or two late, but I think at least half of us were born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. At least half of us. Yes. And yet we all left Brooklyn. <laughs> and, and along with the rest of the white middle class who fled to the suburbs in the post early post war years, G.I. Bills and Levittowns and Levittown, what have yeah. you. And I think inevitably um, the Dodgers would have moved regardless of, um, you know, what would have happened. And of course it was, and of course, uh, financially it was certainly the right thing to do. They're clearly, um, they clearly did well. I mean, they had to replace Ebbets Field. I think it only held 32, 33,000 people. Old Yankee Stadium held 67,000, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But and, you and know, everybody, the, the white, the white middle class was moving out of Brooklyn. Yeah. And yeah. she went on to become a uh, 22 year old uh, Los Angeles city council person. Yep. Wow. Very wow. influential. And Roz Wyman. Yeah. I never heard of her. I never did either. Yeah. I never knew there was anybody that was going after the, the, the Yankees, I, the Dodgers. I always thought O'Malley just, uh, you know, approached them. But not, not the case. So he was O'Malley. All you, all you Dodger fans who hated him all these years. O'Malley was all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Then, then in football, there were five, five deaths, six, six deaths I have in football. John McKay, John McVeigh. McVeigh. The former giant, 91 years old. A former giant coach. He was the coach during the, the fumble. Remember the fumble? Yeah. In, uh, what year was that? 1977, I think, was it? 78, 78. <laughs> the dark Ending years. off. They, they, all Passage, uh, Joe Passage, all they had to do was take a knee. The clock yep. would run out. But he just started to hand off to Zonka. Zonka. Yeah. Zonka fumbled and the Herm Edwards, yeah, Herm Edwards ran right. for a touchdown. And the right. Giants lost that, lost that game. So he did the, was with the Giants for two years. He was 14 and 23. But after that, he 49ers. hooked on with the 49ers and what Braver. a career behind the scenes. He right. wasn't their coach, but he behind the scenes, he spent 22 years <laughs> as an executive. He launched their dynasty because they were losers back yep. in, in the right. city. John Brody right. loses, yeah. you know? And right. they got Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, Jerry Rice, and Steve Young. Steve Young. And they right. go on to win, I believe, five. Yeah. Super Bowls behind the scenes, man, and so he had a great, great. Uh, he, I think he I think he was in the uh, the Forty ers Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, he's the grandfather of the Rams, Rams. current oh, coach Sean. Very interesting. And then another football death, if you don't mind me talking about this one, Vince Dooley, yeah. uh, coach of Georgia, Georgia, yeah. Georgia football yeah. coach and AD. He, Georgia was a nothing, a nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Brought him to a, made him a power. He died at 90. National title in 81. He had Herschel Walker, who's making mm. the news right now. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we need Please. the dude to lose. <laughs> he's only he's an idiot. <laughs> Sorry, but running on his name, obviously. Uh he recently had a book signing <laughs> on the campus October 15th, but he died. His 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 record was 210, 77, and 10. They had guys back then. Uh, he was the, the, the Georgia Bulldogs coach from uh, 64 to 88. Six SEC titles, 20 bowl appearances. He only had one losing season. So that's, mm. a, that's a Hall of Fame guy right then and there. Sorry to see him go. Vince Dooley, if you follow college. And then we had two more uh, football deaths. Actually, I have three more football deaths. Adam Zimmer. Yeah, that was, that was a trend, that's yeah. young kid. Thirty-eight. Yeah, 38. son was Mike Zimmer. You remember yeah. Mike Zimmer, the coach yeah. of the Vikings? Right. He lost, he yeah. lost his wife uh, to cancer. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. he was at uh, when his father was the coach. He was a a, a co-defensive coordinator, and yeah. he's been on the NFL for seventeen years. He died at the age of thirty-eight. Right. So thirty-eight and seventeen. What's that? Twenty-one. 21 years old. Uh, he most recently was working as an offensive analyst for the Bengals. No cause. They don't want to mention the cause, but 38, mm. you know, there had to be something there. And then we heard today, and Roger's going to talk about this one. Go ahead, Roger. You you, you introduce it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the punter Ray Guy from the sure. Rivers. Apparently per oh, yeah. perished today, age 72, after a long illness. Uh, went to Southern Mississippi. Uh, he was renowned. The Raiders made him their first round pick in 1973. Uh, big defensive weapon. He would always, you know, give you that big, long. He was known for the hang time. He'd really pin the other team way back. And, and in the 70s, that was like their missing piece there. And, uh, you know, they finally got a, a dependable, you know, ultimately made the Hall of Fame, I think, in 2014. But this was a real... A real, real gem. Supposedly, the article I read today, he was a. He also played the back in Mississippi and still holds their interception record of eight interceptions in a season. But this was a real, real all-star, real defensive weapon, and he could always, you know, always get you out of trouble when you were pinned deep in your end. I mean, he was great to watch. He would just, just murder the ball. I mean, just real those deep, high hang time punts. Yeah, I think the College Football Award for Best Punter is named the Ray Guy Award. Yeah, it is. It is, Fred. That's correct. The greatest punter of all time, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess First the Jets round. aren't getting that, huh? He had a he had a lengthy, <laughs> lengthy illness. They say, don't know what. Yeah, it didn't go into Southern specifics. Yeah. Mississippi University. Okay, so he's gone. And then I wanted to mention this one last week, but time ran out. Do you remember Charlie Trippy? Yeah. Anybody remember Charlie yeah. Trippy? Georgia also. Yeah. He's, he died at 100 years of age, professional football and college Hall of Fame. So he's in both Hall of Fames. University of Georgia, runner-up to Glenn Davis of Army uh, for the Heisman in 1946. Before, before our time. He was the number one draft pick of the Chicago Cardinals. Played multiple positions on offense and defense, as most people did. And he also played on the special teams. He's the only pro football Hall of Fame, but to have a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards passing, and a thousand yards receiving in a career. Mm. Mark, uh, I think he was the first one to rush for a thousand yards. In the he NFL. might have been the first, right? Never heard of him. And oh, yeah. at a hundred, 
he became the second oldest Hall of Famer to reach 100. And the person <coughs> who reached it before him was a Clarence Ace Parker. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was 101 <laughs> when he died in 2013. Ace Parker. So may he rest in peace. Charlie Trippy. And then we learned that uh, uh, Tom Coughlin's uh, wife, wife, wife yeah. had brain cancer. Judy Coughlin, oh, yeah. 77 years old. Yeah. She had a terrible, terrible disease. And he was yeah. taking care of her while he, while he was coaching and all that. And, uh, and she died uh, the other day. Judy, Judy Coughlin. Bunch of, bunch of uh, not the dying, people dying. All right, football-wise... I'm not even going to go to the football stories. Watch the games this weekend. Did anybody watch the game? Did anybody watch the London game last week? Yes. No. How'd you find it? It's, it was on ESPN Plus? Three. Three? I think so. I thought it was ESPN Plus. Well, maybe it was. It was, it was on an, something. It wasn't on, it wasn't on over the air TV. Right. I listened to it on the radio. It wasn't on over the air TV? No. Oh. So if you have if you have like all the ESPNs, how come I didn't get it? It wasn't on there. Like, how do you get that? You have to subscribe. It's a subscriber service. You have to pay for it. Pay for right, something like ESPN Plus. Streaming like stuff. like if you want to watch tonight's Ranger game, it's on ESPN three or plus or whatever they call it. I don't know. It's oh, you can't watch it tonight. No. Oh wow. You want to watch hockey? You got to watch the Islanders and the Devils. And the, uh, I thought the Rangers played on like channel three thirty two or something like that. What? Maybe they maybe they will be on one of the channels. A couple no, of stations that they're in are only on exclusively. I, I got a lot of stations, but I I couldn't find that game. I, I just thought that when my son left to go to the game tonight, he says I'm going I'm going to the Rangers game. But for you, that game doesn't exist. <laughs> wow, amazing! Brilliant. And, and uh, that's a game. That's a game that. Uh, it was a who cares game, right? It was Denver and who? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Another who cares game. And that's a game they put on like uh, you have to pay for. I, I took one look around, didn't see it. I said bye-bye. Yeah, Tell me the score later. Yeah, because aren't those usually London games on the NFL network at least? Wasn't on. Wasn't on. No, it wasn't on NFL. Hey, look. It was on the radio. All right. It was great on the radio. Do you have any more basketball news for us besides what we talked about? Well, just to say the NBA, the way it's going. Last week I was I was a rosy picture of the Knicks. Now three three game loss. I mean, it's like unheard of. Like last night, they're up by twenty three, and they lose by thirteen. I think at yeah. one point there was a forty two point swing. And they 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 have not been playing well. They blew the game Sunday in, in Cleveland. They had a you know, it was funny. I wasn't watching a game and I was watching something else. But during a commercial, what I was watching, I saw the Knicks. It's 101 to 100. I said to my wife, they're really in this game. Next thing I know, I put it on. They're losing 118, 105. Yeah. They blew it down the stretch. Mm-hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks are playing great. They're 7-0. and They look like the class of the league right now. And, you know, and, and next week, college basketball season starts on Monday. So there should be a lot of good games and the Kansas coach, Bill Self, and his assistant got suspended, I think, by the school for the first four games of the year. Yeah. Or some probably some recruiting violation or mm-hmm. something like that. And and we talked about the Nets before, who are a real terrible record. They were then and they're not a good team. And 
I don't know. I guess that's about it. I found. I thought it said he suspended himself. I didn't realize the guy's name was Self. self. (laughs) 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 I found an interesting story, a basketball story. Um, Do you remember Jason Williams, the ex again, Annette? Oh, the one about his his daughters. Yeah, he's the one who shot his uh, limousine driver. Yeah, yeah, I saw that story. Remember that story? Well, the daughters of ex-net Jason Williams denounced St. John's University for inducting their father into their Hall of Fame. Right, that's sort of... Williams, a former NBA All-Star, was accused of neglect in the lives following his role in the 2002, it was that long ago, yeah. The shooting of their limousine driver, Costas Christafi. Christ- daughter's, here's a daughter's name, Triumph and Wisdom Williams. Triumph Wisdom Williams and Wisdom Williams both Wishful thinking. wrote open letters to St. John's that saying that they should be ashamed of honoring their father. Williams yeah. is 54. He served more than one year in prison for the accidental shooting of uh, the limousine driver with a shotgun at the Williams mansion. Uh, let's see, it says here, the 18 year old wisdom accused her father of being an alcoholic, deadbeat father who, who lack of any sense, sense of remorse, had no remorse in the, in the, uh, the shooting. Both sisters accused their father, Jason, with emotional and verbal abuse even though he signed a six-year, $86 million deal with the Nets and he failed to provide adequate financial support. Reason. Interesting, huh? But yeah. wisdom, name your baby wisdom. Uh, name your baby, uh, whatever the other name was. <laughs> Triumph. 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 Any hockey news? Um, Ron. Ron left. Uh, Ron left. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't, you know, I can't follow everything. I haven't really followed hockey too much. Reading the papers, Rangers, Rangers, I think we're in a four-game losing streak. They seem to have snapped out of it. Devils are playing great. The Islanders are playing better. And I don't know, maybe Mike, Michael, you have anything on hockey? You're in. Yeah, you had a very uh, entertaining game yesterday, and uh, with uh, a couple of minutes left in overtime, Pride scored the winning run, a uh, goal, and the Rangers won one nothing. And after a couple of uh, losses, I think they're back on track. And the weirdest thing in hockey is look who's in first place: the yeah, Jersey Devils. Yeah, I think so, they've won six. I think they've won six in a row. So go figure. Mm. Go figure. No, that's my hockey. Rangers got a tough game tonight against the Bruins, six and one. Yeah, but don't look at it. Don't look for. Don't look for it unless you got don't ESPN Plus. Yeah, you get the scores. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin is creeping up on Gordy Howe to be the second, second place for goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he plays long enough, he's going to catch Wayne Gretzky. I hope mm-hmm. not. I hope not. How many more years do you think he has left? I don't know. How old is he? Thirty. I don't have his age, Ovechkin. Got to be in his upper thirties, right? I don't know. I don't know. He's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Yaga played too. He was 43, 44, didn't he? Yeah. Isn't he a Putin? Isn't he a, a Putin supporter? Yeah. Very yeah, big, supposedly. That's what they say. Yeah. So, <laughs> so screw him. Yeah, yeah. So the World Cup is going to start November twentieth. We mentioned this last time. 
Uh, Cutter is going to play Ecuador in the first game. 64 games in 29 days with 32 countries. And they're going to increase that, I understand, in four years. Uh, NYCFC, they lost semifinals. So now the finals for the league closest to United States. Uh, Philadelphia Union is going to play LAFC. I love those names for the uh, Major League Soccer Cup this yeah. week. This week, it's a good time for Philadelphia sports, huh? What Philadelphia again? How about yeah. that? Yeah. And congrats to the Portland Thorns. I love these nicknames. As the uh, they're the women's league, they won the championship. They beat the Kansas City Current. Gotta love those names. Okay, let why don't we go to at the time? Yeah. Time tells us to go to trivia questions. Yeah, right. So why don't we go around if we have any trivia questions to stump the panel? And we'll start with Milton then Larry. All right. The only pitcher to ever pitch all seven games in a World Series. Oh, we had this last Knowles, Daryl Knowles. You're right. I didn't know you had that. We last had that already. Sorry. In 1923, in the World Series, uh, first time an inside the park homer was hit in Yankee Stadium. Oh, we, had that last week we had Casey that last Spangle. week. Casey Spangle. <laughs> you must be right. taking notes what we say, and you figure we didn't remember a week later. <laughs> I know okay. we're getting old, but we remember that one. <laughs> All right, let's Joe. go with uh, all right, Michael, then uh, and Joe. Okay, last night when it was bases loaded, nobody out for the Astros, I turned to another program, and this is the question that came up from what I was watching. I'll give you an idea of what I was watching. In WrestleMania 1, came <laughs> <laughs> for me the... In, in the main event, name for me the guest ring announcer, the timekeeper, <laughs> and the guest referee. Donald Trump. No. Uh, he came later. Uh, I don't remember. Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali was the referee. I remember the main event. The main event. The main event. I wasn't one of your questions. It was Orndorff and Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper against uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Correct. Correct. So... I need the timekeeper. Oh, tell us. I'm a big wrestling fan. I forgot. All right. The timekeeper was uh, Jerry's looking it up. I see. Liberace. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm right. The timekeeper was Liberace. I am. <laughs> uh, all right. And who was the guest ring announcer? You get that, you get all three, Mark. You get all three, Mark. I don't know. I'll give you a hint. McMahon. <laughs> the best. The best manager the Yankees ever had. Joe McCarthy. Single. No, no. Joe McCarthy. Tory. Jerry's favorite announcer. Jerry's favorite Yankee manager. Stump Merrill. No. <laughs> Billy Martin. Billy Martin, right. Bucky Dent. Oh, yeah. Billy Martin. You had to go back to the era when, when, when it first started. It was 1985, the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, <laughs> all right, Joe. 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 Early in the 2010 season, Albert Pujols broke the record for the most home runs in the first 10 seasons of a career. 
who held the previous record at 370 homers over the first Kiner. years? Ralph Kiner. Yeah. Ralph Kiner. No, very close, but not Ralph. Lindsey Nelson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. I think that's 369 career home runs, but I'll give you a hint. He's the only player to have played for the Braves organization in all three cities. Eddie Matthews. Matthews. Yes, very good. Wow, Matthews. That's a good question. I got one. Uh, name the only, I think I'm correct here, 500 plus home run players uh, who, let's see, who are not in the Hall of Fame. David Sakee. Who? Who? <laughs> Raphael Palmero. Palmero, yeah. Yeah. Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez. Wait, oh, wait. Who's number? Oh, oh, now I'm going to ask the question. Name the only 500 home run players whose number is not retired. Oh. I think that's not retired. I still know Palmero. Alex Rodriguez. I don't have. So why is it? Why is he? Is Rodriguez uh, retired in, in Seattle? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay, here's my answer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. I have uh, Griffey, 24 in Seattle, is not retired. Dosa, 21 of the Cubs, is not retired. Tomei's 25 with the Indians, sorry to say that, is not retired. And Pujols, of course, is number five with the Cardinals. There must be more. I apologize for that question. Who wants to give one? All right, uh, Michael and Gerald. Okay. Name all the Yankee captains from 1941. <laughs> Two-part All the Yankee captains from 1941 to 1971. Said that, that would be the last captain. And then what happened is 1976. So Steinbrenner convinced that uh, Munson could be the, uh, right, the captain. Right. And that's how that happened. But, but And uh, what else? Talking about Yankees, I, me, give me a question. I have a question here. Uh, I'm going to see if you know the years of all the Yankee World Championships. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if we get the, we got a pencil here to cross these off. All the it's Yankees, only 27, Mark. 27 <laughs> championships. First one was 1923. Correct. Last one's 2009. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Anybody want to name some years? 47, 49, 50, 51, 53. 47, 49, 53. All right, go ahead. 56, 
And then uh, I think 36, 37, 38, 39. Go ahead. 36, 37, 38, 39. Right. You're missing, you're missing <laughs> one way back. 43. I don't think anybody said 43. Then you have the ones. The war, yeah. The, 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 the GD is. The GD is. 96, 98, 99. 96, 98, 99, 2000. You got That's them all. Sorry. What about what about the years they lost? What about the years they lost the World Series? The years that they won. Just in it. Right, who else? Another question. Five. Somebody else. All right, go, uh, uh, Michael. Michael. Okay. Name the only three catchers in baseball history to win the rookie Rookie of the Year award. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. One. Munson. Thurman Munson. Two. Howie. Number three. Who? Buster Posey. Right. Right. Posey. right. Is Posey getting into the Hall of Fame, you think? Should. Yeah. First yeah. ballot? Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Who else has uh, Gerald? Yeah. Gerald? Who is the first player to be ejected from a game for throwing a spitball? I, I'll give you a little hint. <laughs> he was not Gaylord Perry's mentor. <laughs> what year are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, oh, what year? 1944. Oh. 44. <laughs> Initials. Well, Perry was born. Initials N, P's, and Pauline. N is a Nancy, P's, and Pauline. What's an N name, Nick? Norman. First name, N E L S. I don't know. Nelson. 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 Could be. Nelson. No, I Nelson. Nelson Peterson. Nelson. Nel, Nel, Nels Potter got caught in 1944. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't even versus. be a final Jeopardy question. That's so hot. <laughs> did you see Bud? By the way, yesterday, did you? Were you watching Jeopardy yesterday? One of one of the categories. What teams did these Hall of Fame players play for? Yeah, oh. didn't know, they didn't know Lou Brock and Ozzy Smith were on the card. Yeah, they were in sports. Uh, that's a Shonda. True. Baseball. Okay, Howie, this is for you. Giant okay. retired numbers. Eleven. Oh my God. Across uh, twenty four. 24. 24. May 11. 11 um, was for Melot, right? No. No. Melot was three. Paul oh. Hubble was 11. Oh, Hubble. Yeah. 11. Uh, Cepeda, what number was he? Oh, yeah. Cepeda. 30. Baby bull. 30. Yeah. I'll take the names um, of the numbers. Marichal. 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 44. Right? Marichal yeah. was quickly. What well, number was 20, he? 27. 27. 27. Good. McCubbin, McCubbin, 44. 44. 44. 44. What, about, what about Monty Irvin? <laughs> 20. Okay. Yeah. Give mm. us a few more. Mm, Giants. Wait. I'm still Christy on. Matthewson. you back in a minute. Christy Matthewson never had a number. Yeah, I'll oh, they put three right. Four numbers. And John McGraw <laughs> never had a number. Okay. Right. Still well, missing a, a a right fielder and a... And a uh, we got both right fielders hmm. and a first mm. base. Hmm. Wow! Bill Terry was number. Oh yeah, was three. Three, yeah. And you're missing also a pitcher. We just talked about him. Spitball. Perry, Gaylord Perry, Hubble, Gaylord, and Gaylord Perry. Yeah, thirty-six. Oh, you forgot Mel Ott. Let's just set it number four. Oh, four. And the last one you're missing. 
I didn't believe they retired his number, but uh, Don Mueller, bon, Bobby, no. Bobby Bonds, Bobby Bonds. Oh, oh. oh. wow! Okay. Did not retire Barry. Barry Bonds. Interesting. Okay, what else? Uh, uh, Gerald, and then Gerald. They gotta be in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last <laughs> this will be Based the nineteenth era question. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Who was the first pitcher? To lose two complete games in one day. Oh God! <laughs> Max Hirsch. No. Old What team was I on? What team? Was team uh, he was pitching for the Boston Braves. Yeah. Did we oh, ever hear of him? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> How are we gonna name him? <laughs> what does initials? Initials W P is in Pauline. Wally Peters. Oh, Walt. There was a guy. Is it Walt? Peter? I'm not sure if it's Peterson. Walt. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Walt Masterson. He was a bad pitcher. No. no. Wally Punker. No. <laughs> Here's a hint. It happened on June 25th, 1903. That's a great hint. For the Braves and oh, the yeah, doubleheaded to the Pirates. Oh, that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> right. Tell us, the, tell us the name. Wiley Platt. Oh, Wiley Platt. Yeah. Oh. Platt yeah. oh. Remember what I, I forgot Knew the question. Well. What was the question? What did he do? He lost two complete games. Oh, okay. he lost he two complete games. Guys, guys fits both ends of double hitters. Man. Yeah. Yeah, there, Michael. Okay. Who followed Greg Nettles as Yankee captain? There were both captains. The only time the Yankees had two captains. Idrick. Who are they? Gidry and who was who else? Who's with Gidry? That's okay. We have Randolph? Willie Randolph. Willie Randolph. Good. Randolph and, and Griffin. They made Willie Randolph. I can't Randolph. About two minutes I and I'll come down. They made right? Willie Randolph a captain. Yeah. I can't believe they named him captain. From 86 to 88. I, yeah. Who had the very first Grand Slam for the Mets? The very first Grand Slam. Rod yeah. Keneal. Rod Keneal is correct yeah. in 1962. I was, I was at that game. That's how I know it. <laughs> it's the Dodge, it's the Dodgers, if I remember right. All right, Michael, a few more. All, All right. right. I, I'm I'm not sure if I gave this one last last week, but uh, if if I did, let me know. Uh, the only four pitchers uh, in the last uh, ten years to uh, join the 300 club, it was Roger Clemens, Randy Johnson, and the other two were on the same team. Name them. Wow. Greg Maddox and uh, Tom Levin. Tom Levin. Greg Maddox and Tom Levin. Yeah. Good that was, that was a while ago. How many years ago you said? How many? I don't know. How many years? <laughs> the 90s. Okay. That's good. So we, we all remember that Bob Watson scored the one millionth run. But I heard they may change that because they're going to take the Negro records. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to do that, but they say Bob Watson <laughs> scored the one millionth run. Who scored the one? Who scored the millions and one? Oh, God. It was close, I remember, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 30 seconds later. Yeah, it Dave, was very close. Dave Concepcion. <laughs> I guess take what you want. Dave Concepcion. I need more cookies. 
<laughs> All right, guys. We went long. This could be the longest show ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're part of it. Thank you for hanging on with us here. So again, my pleasure. Thank you all. Thank you, Mark. Joining us. Thank this you. Weekend. Thanks, Mark. A lot of stuff. Thanks, Mark. A lot of stuff. Yes. The pivotal uh, watch starts now. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the the World Series. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> what else is on? Or I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you go outside. Right. There'll be a heat wave. It's a pretty good series. Philadelphia is putting up a pretty good fight. But yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. All yeah. right, yeah. guys. Enjoy the week. I'll see, see you guys next week. Be good. Yeah. Okay. Take care. See you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.